Hello, my friends. Welcome once again to the DDP. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the sixth day of December. We're up and running in this final month of the year. You are in the first full week of the final month of the year, and I pray grace and favor on you. Take a deep breath. Relax. I know it's about to get out of hand. Things are getting faster and faster, and you are watching life pass you by, and you're probably having the natural concerns. Am I going to have enough time? Am I going to have enough money? Are we going to be able to do this? Are we going to be able to do that? Let's rest in the goodness of God. Let's be thankful. Let's pause. Let's remember that we are in, an, in the Advent season, and let's take our time wherever we possibly can and enjoy that part of the journey. I'm in Genesis chapter 15. I ended yesterday's podcast by challenging you that if the sacrifice that Abraham was to offer, he was to go get a bull and a ram and a goat and a pigeon and a turtle dove. He was to bring these. We didn't yet learn what he's going to do with them, but he's to bring these to God that God had told him he would give him an inheritance and Abram said, how am I going to know? And that God, and I said this at the very end, God lowered himself to a blood covenant when he could have just said to Abraham, well, you're just going to have to trust me. But instead, God gives him the covenant, the sacrifice as a sign that God's going to do what he said he was going to do. And if that's the case, then what might the Christ cross covenant mean for us? And I think what we could take away from this is God gave the covenant, the, the sacrifice to Abraham so that Abraham could see blood and know God was serious about his promise. And if Christ is the seed to which the promises of Abraham was promised, then you and I could look at the cross of Christ as God shedding blood to show us how serious he is to give us the other end of the new covenant inheritance. This is why I don't understand people that fight. I literally don't understand Christians that fight covenantal ideas in theology. Why would you try to focus people? Why wouldn't you try? Let's say it this way. Why wouldn't you try to put people's attention onto the new covenant if the new covenant is an updated sort of Abrahamic covenant 2.0 that gets to include everyone, all of the uncircumcised. Why wouldn't you take that? Why wouldn't you accept that as the message that is being presented to you, being sent to you about who Jesus is and what Jesus is to accomplish? Um, I, don't, I can't attest for others why they do or why they don't, but I, I will say that that's why I focus so so severely, so hard on covenantal ideas. Okay, again, can't answer for others, won't answer for others. Um, but man, we're missing opportunities when we don't talk to people about covenant. That's my point. All right, with that in mind, something struck me as I opened my Bible to do today's podcast. I just don't know that I adequately said what I really want to say in regards to Abraham believing and the slow journey that it took to get there. I think we talked about it. I said it, but the fact that I can't get it off my mind means I either didn't say it right 
or that the Holy Spirit has something else that I need to wrestle out of it. And, and, and here's the thought without dragging this out. Abraham is called out of his dad's, for, for lack of a better term, he's called out of dad's house in Genesis 12. He accepts the call. He goes to a land that he doesn't know. He, he's a nomad. He's a wanderer. He lives in tents. He's looking for a city. He's on a journey. The fact that he answered the call is his call to, to faith, his call to adventure. But he goes and he builds an altar because he's having revelations of God. And that's what altars are, is I'm going to build myself off of this revelation. He wanders down into Egypt, which is what a lot of us do on the backside of revelation. We don't get it all right because we got the right revelation. We get a revelation and we, then we get some other things wrong. And that's Abraham. And he has his Egypt journey. And he has his Lot scenario, and he gives Lot the better portion, and then Lot gets in the middle of a, a war, and Abraham has to rescue him. We get to 15, is where you get this covenant that's happening. But I was struck, as I was starting today, that I really want to bring out one major point of emphasis. In Genesis 15, 6, he believed in the Lord, and God counted to him for righteousness. I don't know exactly when the belief started, but I think it's interesting that there's no confirmation of a blood covenant until Genesis 15. We've been with Abraham for three chapters plus now, and now he believes in the Lord. And you could say, well, he believed or he wouldn't have accepted the call. Yeah, okay, I, I get, I, that's a, it's valid. He believed or he wouldn't accept the call, but maybe not. Maybe he accepted the call because the call was unusual, because the call came at the right time in his life. Maybe he went into this for reasons we don't know, but then three chapters later, he believes. And here's my thoughts on that. A lot of us accepted the call to adventure, to come follow Jesus. And to be really honest with you, we had no idea what we were signing up for. Some of us signed up so we could go in the rapture. Some of us signed up so we wouldn't burn in hell. Some of us signed up because we didn't have a choice because that was our whole life. We went to church all the time and there was a lot of pressure and you eventually went to an altar and you accepted because there's nothing else to believe except in him and you followed Jesus. And a lot of us followed a Jesus that looks a lot like this country or looks a lot like that country or looks a lot like this skin or that skin or this Jesus acts this way, this Jesus votes that way. And only after walking this out for a while did we realize that maybe we weren't following Jesus. We were following someone else's idea of Jesus. Or maybe we were just following a denomination or a thought process that we didn't really have it. And then we have our revelation. And I don't know what yours looks like and mine looks like compared to yours, etc. But I know that we all have to end up in a similar place and that is this. Then we believe God and at that that is what counts for righteousness. And this is why I'm growing patient, not impatient, patient with people on the journey. Because maybe I'm catching someone in the middle of Genesis 12 or in the middle of Genesis 13 or in the middle of Genesis 14. They haven't had a full revelation of, a, of what the blood has done for them. And yet they're on the great adventure. So I have stopped being the sheriff of where you are on the journey. Some of you are in the Genesis 12 part. Some 13, some 14, some 15. 
wherever you are. I'm putting it in his hands. He's got you. I say thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me on my journey. Maybe I'll be beneficial to you on yours. Together, we'll learn something. That was a bit of a side run. Had to get that in there. Deeper into the sacrifice from Genesis 15 tomorrow. See you then. God bless.